Okay, I need you to tell me because, like, you you you, you said off stream that uh, you are living in a rather uh, interesting like uh, like accommodation situation right now, uh, and there's some hidden law behind it that uh, I need to I need to hear. Oh yeah, uh, this is a very complicated situation, and it, look at look at the tale of rattresses and booby mice. A lot of mice now that I think about it, but anyway, uh, the, the the conversation started when I just mentioned to everybody that I got a new blue mouse It was inherited to me because out of my situation, so I didn't actually get to choose what it was, but. Uh, you, we will tell the story of how this girl got into my hands. But it all starts like a couple months ago when like, you know, I, I'm already lived into this. I'm in the apartment. It's all good. I'm like, okay, you know what? Uh, I want to have my own little office area where I play my computer and shit. Because, you know, that'd be fucking sweet. And... Uh, what I end up doing is that, okay, to do that, to have the space, I'm going to have to get rid of this shitty bed. Because it has no frame, it has no box spring, it's just this shitty bed on the floor. Yeah. I found these little tears in it, and I tell my dad, hey dad, uh, I need to get rid of this mattress. There's fucking rats biting onto it. Okay. Now, to be fair with you, it might not actually be rats. It might it honestly could have been like my fucking toes scratching at the edges, clipping it. But the point is, I was able to convince my dad that, you know, it's a, it's a rat-tress. A rat-mattress. I <laughs> a a, a rat-tress. <laughs> a rat-tress. <laughs> fucking, I told the same story to Emily and she actually made a fucking doodle of it. Uh, I need to find it. But the rat-tress. Uh, point is, I get rid of the rat-tress and I have my own office space. Cool. It's all good. It's all kosher. It's all copacetic. However, not a couple days later, I, I get I get hit with two pieces of vital lore that changed my life forever. Uh, mm -hmm. One, uh, my friends in a super bad situation. Uh, they need a place to live, and otherwise they're going to be actually homeless. So you know what? I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the nice Samaritan thing. I'm gonna let them live here. Mm. Cool. Good on you. Uh, now on top of this, uh. Originally, I was gonna be like, okay, I'll just I'll just have them sleep in the other room. I'll sleep on the couch, and I'll still have my office. It's all good, cool. My dad tells me, oh, by the way, I'm gonna be living here full time again. And my dad's, and I'm like, huh? Because nah, it's my dad's. <laughs> my dad's, my dad's a fucking cop, and he lives in this house, obviously. But he has been fighting the, I don't know what the fuck you call it. It's like the housing association for decades. Because he told me that they don't believe the f him that he's fucking living here. Because he goes to visit his wife sometimes in another city. Mm. And it's like, but he still lives here. But the home, the, like the fucking, you know, the worst thing America's ever invented. The homing, the homing association fucking making everything harder for us. Point is, now my dad's living here. And now I'm going to have a roommate here, and I'm going to have my dad here. And I'm like, shit, now I actually have to have a bed. So It's going to be a uh, full house. Going to be a full house. Only, Really only three people, but the place can barely hold three. Everywhere you go, everywhere. <laughs> so uh, 
here goes a bunch of shenanigans of me like like moving desks playing with measuring tapes doing fucking complicated logarithmic math and i finally got a basically took me a lot of work but now i've got it settled i'm getting a queen-sized bed my friend's gonna be living in the extra room my dad's gonna be sleeping in his room and uh i had a whole argument with my fucking dad because he didn't believe that a queen-sized bed can fit through my door because it's like like uh every door in the house is 80 inches tall but this door into my office is just 78 so it was like no those two inches are gonna make it impossible you can't do it it's impossible you can't fucking do it and i'm fucking like bro dad come on and mainly i had to explain to him the concept of like you know mattress in a box so yeah. you, 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 you get it as a box in America. The, last time I bought a, a, a bed, I got like a fucking, like a big burrito. <laughs> so I looked up the pictures of it. Apparently, like, it's in a box, but it's a burrito in the box. It's like squished, rolled, vacuum sealed. You can hit somebody in it and bludgeon them very hard if you wanted to. I'm not going to, unfortunately, but the option is there. I remember no. when I when when I got my mattress. Uh, have you ever seen? Oh, I forget what what uh, what movie it was, but they're basically trying to unwrap a mattress, and it just fucking like explodes out of the wrapping, and the dude just gets it flying. <laughs> that was me. That's what I'm expecting. Oh god! See, that's what I'm expecting, and I'm basically I basically like had a whole queen size bed area space just cleaned up because if i'm gonna get exploded I'm a, am i gonna at least try to not hurt myself intentionally you, 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 so, you're gonna remove any area danger basically i'm gonna i'm gonna try to d- remove any shrapnel laying around. <laughs> so that's like my first part of my lore which you know bed adventures the second part of my lore is where i got the booby mouse pad now, Which I'm going to bring up on, on screen right now. <laughs> so, to, to make a very long story short, my dad has been using my computer this whole fucking time when I'm working on my laptop that I got for my work. And he basically is like, Cloudy, my boy, my son, uh, I need my own computer to do stocks trading and shit. And I'm like, okay, fine. But you need your own computer for that, because I need mine for my own degeneracy. And so he gets a hand-me-down from my brother. And so he gets a he gets a whole gamer mouse pad of fucking there's Bitcoin on the goddamn thing because he was using that for like Ethereum mining a while ago. Whatever. My dad's using it to trade stocks now. Unfortunately, they did not have a mouse pad, except for one still in the plastic, this Hestia mouse pad that my brother got as a joke. Mm. But he had to give it to dad. Now, you can see the black one. That one was mine originally. And my dad's like, oh, shit, Cloudy, this fucking mouse pad is fucking nice, but I can't have this. Mom will get mad at me if she sees me. I need you to trade with me. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So, so yeah, I have fucking, a booby mouse pad. I now have a booby mouse pad of Hestia. Is it if good? Could, you know, surprisingly, yeah. I, <laughs> it, I thought it was just going to be the exact same thing as a black one I had, but 
I, I gotta tell you, when you have your wrist between the cleavage, it kind of feels way more comfortable than it should be. It's where it belongs. It's where it belongs. <laughs> so, so yeah, now I've got now I've got a booby mouse pad, and now I feel obligated to watch the anime. Mom, I think I might be cheating on her with <laughs> girl. If you have it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's legit. <laughs> Um, so, so that's been your adventure with a, both a real quick that friend who was becoming homeless was that the same person that you were bringing up last week uh, who uh was it? yeah so it was we we got it uh we got we got we actually got the whole thing figured out i'm gonna be picking them up on the 14th during your vision of all things which by the way i recently found out that like russia at first was gonna show up, but then so many participants were threatening to leave that they got re-banned again. So, rip. rip can, you, can you imagine having to be the fucking... Like, imagine if Russia shows up at Eurovision and just gives you the hardest fucking banger that ever lived, and you have to be the country that is like, we'll give Russia a 10. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nobody wanted to do that shit. Damn it, it would, would be, be nice, nice if Russia did show up so England wouldn't be last for us. Yeah, that's the thing I was talking about with my friend. Uh, she's pissed, by the way. A different friend's pissed, by the way, because she loves Eurovision, but she's mm. also for Finland, and she's fucking pissed that Finland's up first this year, which is, like, kind of a death sentence. In, it's, like, really bad luck, because you right. have to be, like, a fucking hyper-banger to not get kicked out of the first slot. Yeah, cause, cause, like, then you kind of forget that one after hearing all the others. Yeah. Uh. So sucks to be them, but um, yeah. Uh, also, England. <laughs> I find it hilarious how England got was still allowed to be there even after like Brexit, which I thought you had to be part of a European country to be a part of it, but I guess not. But yeah, no, they 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 were pretty okay last year. They still got last. Rip. Um, I can tell I have not been paying attention to to your vision, but yeah, sure, go on. That's fine. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention about that because I have like again, like I've had so much random shit going on recently. But uh, as I was finding this out and like I'm working out the details with my friend to go pick them up, I also get told that Canada's getting its own Eurovision like show, where it's going to have a bunch of countries from this side of the hemisphere, which. Makes me dread because that realizes, oh fuck, America's gonna just be the UK of this, aren't we? We're just gonna end up last no matter what. I mean, yeah. Rip. I don't. I, I, fuck. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm. I'm trying, but I can't really think of a, any music that stands out that I know is of uh, Canadian origin, but. And I just listen to the music. I don't necessarily look that much into it. The only one I know off the top of my head is Justin Bieber and Celine Dion. Mmm. Yeah, like 50 countries of Canadian, American, and like 50, 48 fucking mariachis. (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) To be fair, like modern mariachis kind of fucking banger, though. So I'm excited. I would listen to it. But yeah, like, that was just, like, a tornado of shit I, like, learned in, like, the last three days I've been conscious. Yeah. 
Because like my weekend was just you know normal D and D shenanigans, la da da da. Now it's just everything at fucking once. So that was my time. How was your week? Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, I too have been uh, a busy bee, just like with life in general. Um, but uh, that does did not mean that in between working on the Berserk video, I finally had time to finish a certain video game. Uh, and uh, I want to start it off with saying that the final number is 108. Uh, and that is how many times that chaos is mentioned in Strangers of Paradise. Um, <laughs> it took me roughly 10 hours to beat. So that is 10 chaoses an hour. 10.8. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, really fucking uh, great writing there. Uh, I, I, I hinted as much when I was initially talking about the game, but uh, that whole thing of so bad that it's good very, very quickly wears off. And huh? it just becomes absolute fucking pain. Um, I will say that this is probably one of the worst games that I have played in recent memory. There has probably been worse, but, um, yeah, it, it was real bad. That, so, uh, I have mentioned this, uh, a few times when I was talking about, like, when the trouble started happening in, in Kingdom Hearts, was when I had to go, uh, go up and down the same castle like three times or something. And that was you know, that's shortly before the whole Ansem reveal. And I was like, yeah. this, is, this is just fucking lazy. Like, this is, this is the most obvious padding that I have ever seen. Um, Strangers of Paradise had the, has that beat. There is a point where you, you go to a castle... And then to go to that castle, you have to walk through a street. Not a big, exciting, you know, like, like Devil May Cry street where, oh, you go through buildings and a top of buildings and shit like that. No, you just move down a, a, a straight street and then you get to the castle. Then the princess is like, no, you can't go and, and do the fight strong style. Yeah. And so Jack's response is to knock her out. Uh, strangely enough, uh, he does this by punching her in the stomach. Don't exactly know how this knocks her out, but here we are. And then he, then you have to uh, go back out on that street and fight your way back out of the castle. So now we have used the same level twice. Then uh, yeah, that's intentional. That is highly intentional. And then you uh, you do the thing where you, you reach the end and the princess is like, oh no, uh, uh, we will be fine, but oh no, we're getting attacked. And then you fight on the same street a third time. And then you uh, go, okay, um, we, we fucking fixed it. Now I'm going to go and do a thing. And then uh, as you have left the city... You'll be, you hear, oh no, the troubles in the kingdom. And then you, you, you go back in and you fight the fourth time in the fucking street. 
Um, shit, shit, shit. Go on, go on. And uh, that's where the big reveal happens. Um, <laughs> that uh, you... Uh, spoilers in three, two, one. That you were chaos all along. Surprising a grand total of fucking no one. Like, I knew it when I was spoiled what his full name was. And I knew what the fuck they were doing this entire fucking game. I I can I so, I played I haven't played the first game. Alice had some knowledge about the first game. Uh, I want to talk about the first game a lot, so keep going. Um. So, but there is a point where, like, you get a flashback, and uh, near the end, after uh, either it's after, slightly before, or during Jack's chaos transformation. Uh, where he, he he has this flashback where he's talking with the princess and she's like, you never told me your name. I mean, your last name. And Jack's like, Jack Garland. And it's like, that has not been brought up. A sing- the name Garland has no importance to me whatsoever as a person who has no knowledge about the first game. It's just like, Okay, and I only, I, like, if I hadn't spoken, if you hadn't, like, mentioned that, oh, his last name is Garland, and that's important for some reason, I would not have known to pick up on that. I would just be like, oh, okay. Like, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to keep it 100. Mm. Th- this is such a weird experience. I wish I played Strangers of Paradise, because if you played the first game, it is so fucking in your face, down to the fiends you're fighting, to the names of the locations, to the fucking name of like the fuckers that are like resetting the world that are are your bosses. Everything down to the last minute detail is set in the world of the first game. Like, like I cannot stress. How, when you mentioned, like, fucking Tiamat and, and like, the Lich or the Fiends you were fighting, I'm like, that, that's literally just the two fuckers you fight in the first game. Mm. And then the fucking name of the place is, like, Corneria, the lunar fucking whatevers. They, like, the, the, they're, like, between, that's the name of the kingdom. Princess Sarah is the name of the princess you save in the first fucking mission. Like, the, they even just call him just the fucking king. The like the the lunar people they're like uh long story short in the first game they were like genocided by chaos so now they're kind of like scattered between like a castle in the sky and then another place entirely. Oh yeah, in it, in this game they're like some fucking sort of intergalactic interdimensional super corporation thing. Yeah, that's accurate too. Because like uh, when on their way to chaos, they you can fight the fucking Terminator for some reason. Oh, okay. And that's the, supposed to give you a hint that they're hyper technological. Hyper technological. <laughs> I'm having trouble speaking, but I'm like, fucking. I, I think Beaky the pirate is in fucking the game for like a scene or some shit. Oh, he, 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 he's 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 a boss, and he's like. The guy who, like, hints that, oh, go here, because the elf guy is... is the bats always the go... The sleep. 
nah, he's he's just over here being evil for some reason. He turns into fucking uh, the Ultima weapon, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because the entire idea of the uh, the weapon is that it is scarily automated, and now it's a, a full on fucking human thing. Well, I'm I- elf. Okay, well, b- before I keep ranting, I need to ask you, uh, when you when you went to the elf guy, did you find the grave there? Because that's my biggest question. Grave? Because in the original... Okay, there's, there's this little forest island where they're all the elves are. There's a sleeping elf, you have to give him a key. Mm. And it brings you further into the dungeon. There's a grave there that in the original Japanese says, Here lies Link. <laughs> which is like, you know, a kick in the pants to Zelda. Yeah. The implication was that, like, uh, Garland murdered Link. Which, which in the English dub, they called it the Here Lies Eirdric, because that was, like, the localization for, like, the main protagonist for Dragon Quest. Mm. So, I wanted that grave to be there, and I did not find any mention. And, like, yeah. I feel like if they would have had it, you would have seen it. I, so, the fact uh, you don't know what I'm talking about disappoints me greatly. I, I, I don't, so uh, it needs to be stressed that I can imagine that the first Final Fantasy was somewhat like open world, like, oh, you go on a big adventure. It, it, this is literally just you go into a level and you you go from A to B. There, there's no, yeah. uh, not really like a whole lot of exploring or anything like that. And if there I mean, was... You do have to realize this was like a fucking NES game. It was kind of the same shit. Everything was like hallways because you know that's mm. that's the NES. Okay, well, but, there, there wasn't anything like that in this game either. Like, I, I could have told you if I played Strangers of Paradise, I would have recognized every fucking name in detail because I can tell they put painstaking thought into making this the prequel ending game of not only the first Final Fantasy but the entire Final Fantasy franchise. And I'm going to tell you something. They do a thing I fucking hate, which is a, a trope I hate in all media. And it's like they try to justify the fucking villain. Uh, so you know how like they, they keep talking about how like, oh, he's chaos now. And like, oh, we're going to train the new warriors of light. And we're in the middle of this time loop. The time loop was a fucking plot device in the first Final Fantasy, as stupid as it fucking was. Because, like, the idea was that there was that Garland kidnapped the princess to, you know, revive the fiends. And it turns out the fiends brought him back into, the into like, back in time, whatever. It was basically his way of cheating for a mortal life. That was basically the goal of the first game. Hmm. But here, they try to recontextualize it to talk about, oh, shit, um, we need to break the cycle. So here's my fucking plan. That we're going to train up the Warriors of Light to kick my ass, therefore kicking Chaos's ass, therefore saving the universe. And then you mentioned you mentioned something while you're playing Stranger Paradise that not only they're referencing the first Final Fantasy, they're referencing shit from like Final Fantasy IX, shit from Final Fantasy VII, all right, over the them. fucking place in Vogue. Yeah. The 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 Water Temple is fucking is Final Fantasy VII. And it is like a one-to-one recreation of the macro generator from the beginning of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Which, so, you know, cute. Yeah. But when you can like look through the veil, you can just see, oh, they're trying to get pop-offs of people who, are, who know these franchises. Because there's not really anything 
done with that. No, location. there is. I'm about to tell you what they're trying to do. Okay. And the idea is they're trying to because in Final Fantasy One, the entirety of the story revolves around the cyclical loop, this time loop. They're trying to put it so Final Fantasy One is the beginning and the end of the entire fucking franchise. Yeah, but it doesn't like. I I I I I do get that, but like it's so stupid. I hate it. But I I still maintain that maybe I misspoke or you misunderstood what I meant when I say that there's no reason for it to be these places because like yes you go to this place and you want to do the whole cycle thing but why is the fi- why is the water temple the fucking mako generator the entire thing is that it's it's harvesting thing from the earth there's not there's nothing in it that has any importance it is literally just this place from this final fantasy game for the sake of being from this final fantasy game um again the only gameplay i have seen was like the lat was like the final boss and the ending because I cannot be honest to play. That's fair. I'm going to take your word for it, but I also feel like I should disagree because the way these people are, they they do this thing where it's like, oh, look in the details, look at me, look how smart I am, and probably they they probably like hidden like reasons why X and X exists under like fourteen layers of obscurity, one for every final good Final Fantasy game. I I uh, don't count eleven. No, no, no one counts eleven. <laughs> um, which, like, if you had to do all these references to different Final Fantasy games, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't include fourteen. But what the fuck do I know? Um, you know, one of the most successful Final Fantasy games. Um, I I, I don't know. I I, uh, I thought this was pain, and I think that. Uh, I, I can understand that there is some stuff that you pick up on if you have indeed played uh, Final Fantasy 1, and this is basically like a more modern retelling of that, albeit... It's, it's, it is literally a prequel to it, I would, I would, I would like hazard to say. But, they made a prequel to the NES game, but yeah. But, uh, and, and that is cute and all, uh, and I can imagine the people who have played that are, are getting a more enjoyable experience uh, than I have. But, when, uh, but I can tell you, as someone who hasn't played that, uh, who is of the opinion that I shouldn't have to play that, considering that, you know, like, it doesn't say any number. Like, you could call it Final Fantasy Zero or something. I know it's called Final Fantasy Origin, but, like... Well, there it goes. There's your O and Zero. <laughs> but I, I still don't feel that it, that it through that tells me you you will get a you will only get a full experience out of it if you play Final Fantasy One. Um, I think I think you'll only get a full experience if you played all the Final Fantasies, from what I'm understanding. Because like maybe, uh, Bunny maybe. says in the chat, they do include fourteen in there, but they don't know where. Uh, it, so listen, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you looked in a if you looked in a cubby, there'd be like a blitz ball somewhere. Uh, I again, I need to remind you that the Final Fantasy X area that you go to is fucking Mount Gagaset, the most boring level in the entire fucking Final Fantasy X. Um, t- long story short, 
This game is a bad fucking video game. It is a stupid fucking video game. It's a poorly told video game. It's a poorly written video game. The only thing good about it is that some scenes are a little bit funny with how Jack acts out of turn in the typical fashion that you would expect a hero in a Final Fantasy game to act. And the music is also sometimes pretty fucking fire. Everything about this game was the fucking worst. I can't really disagree because I don't have any first-hand experience, so I'm just going to be like, yeah, sure, probably. Like, again, the the, the biggest problem is that, oh, no, the world is being taken over by darkness. Oh, no, everything is so fucking bad. Oh, no, everything is fucking terrible. (laughs) Oh, we need the four warriors of light. And you never fucking... Again, everyone is living their best fucking life. No one is hungry. No one is poor. No one is is wounded. No one is sick. Everything is fucking dandy. Why the fuck am I here? Mm-hmm. And then you, you and I, uh, I, and I had I had a talk about it about how like nothing Jack is as a character. Even the fucking point of him having the hate boner for for killing chaos is uh, like I was of the opinion before the big reveal that the reason why they were like that we never knew who Chaos was, was because we were going to get some sort of reveal later on where we would see, like, how uh, Chaos had influenced Jack. And through that, we would get more of an understanding of Jack as a character. When there's nothing... Like, the whole concept of Chaos is something that these Lunar people have just put in his fucking brain. Chaos never existed in, 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 in reality. He never did anything. So the only driving force for this character was... Nothing. So th- like Jack is nothing. Yeah. He 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 becomes the thing he was chasing all along. Even which the fuck so he, fucking dumb. Even the fucking thing at the beginning where he's like, "Oh yeah, the the, the best way to 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 fix a bruise is just add some spit to it." That's the fucking elf who came, came up with that shit. He's he's a walking talking fucking. Uh, funhouse mirror, I think is the way that I put it, where he he's just a distorted reflection of everything else. There is nothing here besides him. It is. I am, and and then uh, the 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 game ends, of course, with another Frank Sinatra did my way, and I will say this <laughs> to the game, I did appreciate yeah. that you didn't see like a shadowy silhouette, and it has the 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 familiar warrior of light health like armor like in the silhouette yeah. i was like okay that's pretty good i like that but then it goes from that into and i know it's it's weird for me to bitch about the the credit sequence but the worst credit sequence i've ever fucking seen because it then has like this crystallized explosion uh and then it's yeah. like directed by Nomura or something uh, the uh, the animation doesn't have any sound first of all, which kind of like lowers the big explosive impact of the animation. But they reuse the same animation, and I can tell that this is something that you could just find on Envato Elements as like a pre-built fucking thing. It is not really like it, it looks cheap. Is basically what I'm saying. It looks like something I would have in my transitions. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, don't buy that game uh, if if you like a good story and you haven't played Final Fantasy One. 
that's basically my review. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I have no love for this game. Like, look, I'm gonna be real. I, 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 the first one was the only one I played, and I only have fond memories because, like, the way I played, I never even had an original NES. I would, I fucking had an old iPod Touch and I jailbroke it so I could play it on an emulator. So during lunch, I would be fucking playing the game with... And the the best part about Final Fantasy 1 is like how hilariously broken the game is. Like, nothing works. Nothing in that game is fucking functional. It's like, you think triple A's are bad now, bro? Like, the, like, half the spells didn't fucking work. Half the stats didn't fucking work. The, the monk got weaker if you gave it weapons so to make it stronger you had to strip him naked and then he became the hardest hitting thing in the game what the fuck i, I honestly that's that believe it or not final fantasy one is the reason i love monks because thematically that glitch just made it so cool it's like oh Man, why do I suck all my weapons, the staffs, and nunchaku and armor just makes him weak as shit? Why am I still doing double digits? And then I'm like, what if I just get rid of everything? And then I'm doing just 999 every single <laughs> fucking hit. And I'm like, oh, the, the power of punches. The, the, fucking... the, the fist that rocks the world. Oh, yeah. So, again, like, aside from, like, my memory, my joyful memories of that being in middle school, I don't have, like the same love i can appreciate what they're trying to do i can i genuinely can but i can't really give it a fair review because i haven't really played it so one way or another i can't be positive or negative but i will fucking say i will fucking say uh my own personal gripe is a very small one it's just i fucking hate the trope where they're like they 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 basically just try to redeem the fucking bad guy and i think it's a lame and shitty trope and the the way to do it with jack like the entire game the way it was made the way it is framed it's just to like you know make it seem like oh you think he was the bad guy but in reality if we didn't have him to die we'd save the fucking world so, in a way, he's actually the grand hero. And I think that's the lamest shit you can put in your story. If you have a villain and you're going to turn around and be like, oh, no, he's actually the greatest hero of everyone. You're just stupid. I'm like, your story's automatically shit and I want nothing to do with it. It's a twist. It, the good guy was a good guy all along. That is a twist nowadays, if you can believe it. It It, it is. Uh, everything about the, like that reveal was just a fucking dumbest in my opinion uh yeah. because like oh no his uh the, the princess died that's like the initial trigger and then uh his friends start like ganging up on 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 jack um but it's like who the fuck was this princess like you get some flashbacks but you have never established any sort of connection between them in fact I think at one point, uh, Jack sees her play uh, her lute, where she plays the Final Fantasy theme, which is cute, which is quaint. Um, but then, like, nothing else, like, there's no other interaction with them. The, and Which is which is extra stupid, because 
There's several scenes where you go and you visit the king and his, like, his second-in-command or something. And they are there mm-hmm. in the background. You can decide to go and chat with them. But it, it's completely optional. The, 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 the cutscene never makes it so that Jagan, like, looks at her or sends... Uh, or, or talks with her, or interacts with her in any way, which, like, she's there, you can do it, have them talk about, like, uh, you look good today, or, oh, Jack, be careful out there, or anything, no, nothing, and then, like, she dies, and then, and then he's like, ah, I'm so much in pain, and it's like, you've known her for, like, five minutes of screen time, I don't care, and and then uh, once he starts going chaos, at first I'm actually sort of on board with it because he's like super fucking angry, which is which I, I kind wasn't. of well, well, yeah. let, 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 because up to this point they've kind of been playing into the fact that oh he's just a angry man who punches things real good, and so I'm like okay, and now he's emotional, so that anger gets dialed up to fucking eleven. But then he starts going on, like, on fucking evil fucking monologues and, like, laughing maniacally and, and shit. And it's like, now you're not just, now you're not just, like, a really, really, really angry man anymore. Now you are a fucking evil mastermind. What, where the fuck did this come from? I feel like, 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 um, I was about to. I was about to say, like, I feel like if if I played this, we'd have like completely opposite reactions. But no, I agree. the The, the whole reveal that he's chaos and he's evil is just stupid as fuck, and I hate it. Uh, I just uh. there's also a point where he gets a uh, like. You find all these different notes, which kind of like explain or uh, like well hint. I think is what they're trying to do on the about the whole thing that that the strangers are these time traveling wizards being put into the various places to to balance out the the light and the dark. But uh, they they have a point where they mention we will we will make sure to remove any sort of sci-fi equipment from these individuals so they fit into the time frame in which they are they're placed. And I'm like, okay, that, that, that's cute. <laughs> hey, by the way, does Jack not have a f- perfectly f- functioning iPod that he that he fucking played Limbiscuit on earlier? How about these soldiers that I'm fighting that are walking around in tech armor with machine guns? Yeah, no, it's just fucking, you gotta... It's so dumb. It's so fucking dumb. Why do they have to use the time loop? I hate it. uh, Every little detail that they did in Justification lines up with, like, the original game. Because the things that that have to do with, like, the tech wizard space race, like, that's more technologically advanced despite it being a medieval setting. And it's weird and funky. And, like, they never explained the Nintendo NES game because... One, English localization is fucking ass. And two, like, everything was found in manuals because that's just what you did back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, whatever. And it's... I, I feel like this... From what I'm from what I'm seeing, again, I, I cannot stress this enough. I have not played the game. I've only, like, seen 
the fucking ending and see little bits and pieces. And but I'm like, if if I if I came into this game the way I was, I would have appreciated the way they were handling things. I because I, I could see this is definitely a love letter or like trying to be like the first fucking, you know, uh, a prequel to this whole thing. Try to explain it. Try to be like, oh, be cute. But I definitely do think like your depiction of it is valid because you are definitely just not having a good time. Because like, hey, look at all these references. I I I don't not recognize any of them. Here's some shit you might remember. Yeah, but why are they there? What's the point? Yeah. And then you don't get a follow up to that, which I definitely feel like it it, it had to have fumbled a lot of shit along the way. Um, I I, I, I can appre- I appreciate the effort a for effort. Just oof. I I I think that um now now that I like had some a little bit of time to think about it. Uh, the the whole thing about me like saying that like they're doing nothing with with the different references of the different places it reminds me a little bit of um of Ready Player One where it's like oh look mm-hmm. it's fucking Tracer in there in the background and, and like it's it's cute and you get that little pop up and that that's about it like they they have the chance here to do something where it feels like oh you're you're here now right like oh you're in the mako generator what would be a great boss to fight in the mako generator probably the scorpion tank that would be cool hey guess what there is a tank like mecha boss in a in a different place why not here you know what you fight there you fight the lich in in the mako generator what about the when you're at Mount Gagaset, where you would normally fight Seymour? What do you fight there? A generic undead dragon. Like, why not lean into it a little bit more? Have me fucking fight these, maybe not necessarily that specific thing, but something uh, relating to that in a sense. You know what I, I mean? definitely think like no definitely because i i do feel what would have done it a lot stronger is like i get it the first game is what they're trying to do they're trying to make this tie this to the first one as possible but if they were going to touch the others the other games and go and like double down on the whole you know like th- this isn't just the cyclical between these two games. This is going to be the entire franchise in- as a whole. They should have like thrown in more from everything. Like made that way more overt. Like, Ten out of ten game replace the trees. Like fucking oh, you in Final Fantasy Six world again? Quick disclosure: I haven't played Final Fantasy Six. But like oh, ha- have uh, somewhere where like before you leave the area, you hear. I think that's Kefka's. Isn't he in six? Yeah. Oh yeah, Kefka. Yeah, yeah. Kefka's yeah. six. And I would have been like, yeah, shit. You know what would have been funny if they if that was like somebody's ringtone, the fucking laugh. Right. Like you could lean into it. You could have these places where you go. Oh, like instead of just have it be a random location that happens to mm-hmm. look like this place that you know. Fucking lean into it so that like you go. Oh shit! Was that fucking Kefka or something like? If you want to make a fan service game, make it fucking fan service. Make it make like give it substance, I, not just oh look, set dressing. 
I I do think this is definitely a hundred percent like love letter to Final Fantasy One. Mm. Unabashedly. Like for it, this is literally just for those fuckers who played it on the first fucking game. For like the people's like, hey, for for those fuckers who were with us when we were originally called Final Fight before we had to change the title, this game's for you. For all two of them. Yeah. And those two people are probably like nutting themselves into like fucking ectoplasm at the moment. I feel like if they would have left out the other Final Fantasy references and stayed more on Final Fantasy 1 or more distributed all the other representation, it would have been better. But I feel like the way from you're explaining it, just keeping it as like, you know, very small set dresses mm. kind of like ruined the experience. Should have gone one way or to the other and yeah. not like half-ass it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it again, if you like okay, so Final Fantasy Ten and Seven are probably the ones that I have the most like experience with of the Final Fantasy games that are in this Final Fantasy game. And like, if you had Final Fantasy Ten, let's say you were in the Far Plains, or you were in uh, Sanakend for that matter, because Sanakend would exist if you are if you are indeed here in like at the very beginning. Like you could go to Sanakend. And there's a lot of different um, architecture and geometry that you would recognize being here. But instead, you're placed in a random mountain that feels like this is just the mountain level. It is not Mount Gagaset. It It is if you like go and think, what was the mountain level in Dimension 10 being found fancy 10? Oh, right. That was Mount Gagaset. But there's nothing here that makes me go, oh, this is that location or this location. They are basically just uh, random maps that take... Um, uh, that that uses the themes and the the tile selection from, from the, the location they're referencing. Mm-hmm. In, in the most, like, nothing sense... If that makes any sense, like they're, they're not, it, it's not. No, you it's, are it, here. it sounds like it feels very hollow. It's, yeah. it's there in name only. Yeah. Which, which, like I said, like, fucking, if the, this is one of those things where, like, they they should have fucking doubled down. Like, you, you know what they could have done? They could have like Dark Souls it. They could have like had more scenery and not said a fucking thing but if yeah. you went looking there would have been like all these stories and events happening in the game there'd be like a cl- a crash ship there'd be like a running mako generator there'd be like you know little obscure things that you'd have to really look for that'd be really cool and like make it you know tie it that much harder yeah oh, oh, it was oh, fighting oh. fantasy oh okay sorry i didn't realize that oh of, of but, course yeah, you, no, can, you is... can only like really do that with the 3d uh, Final Fantasy games, like you can't necessarily, uh, well, in the same way, uh, do it in in the sprite Final Fantasy games. You can you can do something that 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 where you can. I, mean, I you think can... there you would probably have to pay a little more attention to it. But with the three D games, I think you would have an easier time to just go, "Oh, you're here now." I feel like I feel like like the the, the fact that they made this entire game fucking the world of Final Fantasy one. 
they, they definitely could have done more by trying. I, I don't think I don't think the three D sprite limitations had anything to do with it. I just think they were lazy. That that's also a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, yeah. that's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. And then of course I've um, uh, been been working on Berserk. Yeah. How's that coming along, by the way? Like everyone's like waiting with bated breath. Uh, let me real quick look up what is my current page number. Uh, thirty-six, and I am at the point where uh, the band of the hawk has taken over uh, uh, Stronghold Daltry. Ooh, boy. So we have the uh, the crowning of uh, well the the knighting of all of the Ben of the Hawk. We have uh, Guts leaving, coming back, uh, Griffith having sex with Charlotte, and then them saving Griffith, and then the eclipse, and that's gonna be it for video one. <laughs> Uh, it it's I, uh, so uh, I'm I'm reading a little bit. Uh, so uh, I'm reading it twice. I'm reading ahead on my iPad when I'm in bed, and then I'm writing the script as I'm going through it again. Just you know, like really going into detail with it. And mm -hmm. um, in the in the uh, when I'm reading it on the iPad, I'm currently at during the eclipse and. Uh, it's so funny that I don't. Uh, no one ever really brings this up, but I always thought that it was so fucking cool that when they're in uh, the prison tower to save Griffith, they're talking about like how how this building was here when Midland was formed, like it has always been here, and they start talking about like this old kingdom where four guards came down, and all of a sudden the kingdom just vanished, and people don't know what it is, and then. I think it's Charlotte who drops a torch and you didn't see that everyone down there, uh, like you just see a bunch of corpses and architecture and the corpses all have the brand on them. And so with the power of hindsight, you could go, wait, what the fuck? There was an entire fucking kingdom here before that got sacrificed. Oh, holy shit. And the four gods were the four god hands. <laughs> They're like, why is no one fucking bring uh, like pay, uh, mentioning this? And then, uh, and apparently, that's the kingdom that Skull Knight is from. So then it becomes, how does Skull Knight tie into this? Is he that that former fucking um, guts? Is he the one who did the sacrifice and it gave him these superpowers? What the fuck? <laughs> Berserk prequel. Let's go. Honestly, 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 if they had to like make more berserk, and they have, and and the the people have already st stated, we are not uh, the team have already said we don't really know whether or not we should continue berserk because it feels like we wouldn't be, you know, it, like this was Miro's work. It would be it would feel wrong to uh, to build on that because it was so much an extension of Miro. If they had to make more Berserk without, you know, building on uh, on top of the uh, on the story that Miura was making, make a fucking prequel. I I would I would read that. 
you know that's the that's the thing i noticed with like the longer running series like once it ends you don't want to go like the boruto route or like the no. super route you want to honestly there's so much in the background you can expand upon it's actually smarter and better to do a prequel yeah i think like in like one piece everyone when luffy finally finds a one piece in the series and no one wants to go forward everyone wants to see what the fuck roger did instead yeah which is crazy so i'm like i think i like that one piece and berserk have that in common where there's so much in the fucking background that can be expanded upon and especially in this situation where you're hesitant to go forward you probably could just go back yeah absolutely good way to put it um you you mentioned roger Uh, and i've been meaning to ask it but i always forget do we like so Roger had the fucking one piece, right? Like he 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 yeah. buried, he buried all of his treasures in one place. That's what the intro is. Okay. Uh, okay, spoiler or no? Uh no. Okay. Um my 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 interaction should probably be enough. Okay, but but, but okay, but I'm I'm leaning up to something. So if he had that the man must be super fucking crazy, beefy strong. How the fuck did he get captured? Do we get an answer to that, yes or no? You literally get an answer to that during the last arc before the time skip. Okay. Okay. I, I am here yeah. for that. I'm here for that. Uh, you're going to get a lot. You're going to get a lot of back to back revelations, back to back to back to back pretty fucking quickly. Nice. Uh, speaking of One Piece, so I have been. It, I, I'm I'm happy that I'm not that deep into uh, One Piece yet. That seeing the clips that I have seen have not like I will have forgotten them once I get to that part. Uh, once I get to that part, but there has been some stuff that is going on with One Piece right now. We, you and I we talked about it, where mm-hmm. it is some of like some of the best. Uh, the, you call it the anus lobby post time skip, yeah. Uh, and so the clip I saw, uh, like, and, and I love because the clip that I have seen, I was like, this has got to be like a big fucking moment, just with the presentation. And then I poke you, and you're like, yes, this is the anus lobby, and I'm like, okay, okay, because yeah. this looks fucking sick. <laughs> uh. Quick, quick shoutouts, Megumi Ishitani. I love her. I want. I'm going to worship her as my new god pretty soon. I'm going to set up the shrine eventually. But who is she? She is the animation director for that episode of One Piece, okay. and for several others. Okay, like I want to put this out there: the anime for One Piece takes a severe fucking dip. Once the once the time skip starts, yeah, you, because you Toa that. did a lot of shitty things, and I keep and I keep warning you constantly. Mm. Then Wano happens. This is the this is the arc that Oda has been wanting to write for a decade. He has been sitting on his hands, writing about writing about this. He's been like teasing it. You're gonna see the first tease in the arc you're in currently. In um, uh, you're in Thriller Bark at the moment. So you're going to see the first mention of Wano in Thriller Bark. This happened 10 years prior. That's when they first fucking teased it. And now we're getting that payoff. So he's like, okay, I have my manga, but I need somebody to like 
make sure they can animate this right. Mm. And all the best shots in Wano that like happened in that are beautifully animated, you think came out of a fucking movie, came from this director, Megumi Ishitani. Okay. And I'm like, every fucking cool shit you see is because of her. Granted, I, I have to keep tempering expectations because this is a show with a thousand episodes. Not all of the episodes are going to be that quality. No, of, of course, of it, course. In fact, I actually, I actually took a peek at like the animation. Dear fucking God, I'm so glad I introduced you to One Pace because there are some holding shots in Wano that's a fucking sin. You might as well just be watching PowerPoint. It's that bu- fucking bad. Wait, 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 wait. Re- real quick correction. I brought One Pace to your uh, attention and then you were like, oh yeah, I should have suggested this to you. Just, you know, get the story straight. <laughs> that is exactly it, yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's more like, oh, oh, shit, bro. You, you, uh, uh, you uh, introduced me to the Geeks filler list. Vocal media oh, yeah. Geeks filler list. And that has been uh, a godsend, so thank you for that, bro. <laughs> yeah, because, like, they don't do the Naruto thing where they have you, like, do a mission with a fucking ostrich. No, they just put the filler in intermixed with the canon stuff by just holding a shot for five minutes. reminds uh, reminds me of like as as far as fillers go the thing at the long rain long rain island i probably butchered that name um (laughs) thank you (laughs) during the 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 summer games or whatever the fuck the pirate games um as far as filler goes i think that was pretty well made uh, because I, I watched all of that and didn't know that half of this was filler. Uh, but <laughs> I have a long kiwi. Yeah, <laughs> a long kiwi. And, and, and just because like it was so much like the exact same tone and uh, the whole thing is that, oh, we have these games and then, uh, hey, Luffy, all or nothing. And then he's uh, double nothing. And he's like, sure. And it's like, oh, yeah, that that is... That is par for the course with dumbfuck McGee over here. So sure, <laughs> like for, there was not a moment where I was like, "Oh, this is this is very very forced." No, nope. it makes sense. Nope, that's that's the thing with Luffy. He he is the the simplest anime character you could ever come to. Even with like the okay, there's a. I'm gonna be very vague, but even during like the super mega hyper. Spoiler that happened very recently in the manga. He's still the same fucking dumb fuck. Yeah. And none of it none of his things change. So I think he if if you ever had to follow a character, he's the one you can always count on to like write easily. Cause it's just I, I wanna do thing for adventure. And yeah. I do it, and I will punch a motherfucker. And he does. Uh speaking of, of anime characters, um, so uh, I I've, I've, I I get a lot of anime videos on my for you page on on TikTok, and so mm-hmm. sometimes I've seen a bunch of like bleach of people trying to like draw. Uh, there there is that one chat drawing that I love where Ichigo is sitting next to his dad and they're like both in tuxedos and they're looking all badass. Someone has oh, uh, yeah. someone has 
redone that with Ichigo's son sitting further back. So you got like the all three of them. And oh, it, it, it's fantastic. And so I was, I was looking at that and going, is, in terms of just pure style, is Ichigo the, the cleanest, coolest protagonist of all of the big animes? Oh, that, that motherfucker had the drip. He had the no fucking question. drip. He had the drip. Like, okay, I actually talked to this about Emily a while ago. Like, the, the, the entire beginning of the story before the Soul Society, it was just, like, modern fantasy. It was mm. just fucking, you know, normal world. And the guy just loved fucking fashion so much, he just put Ichigo in all these fucking outfits. And, like, even though he'd be, like, dripping out like fucking crazy all the time, you could still always tell it was him. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just like whenever I look at Ichigo, even like oh the Bankai, stylish, stylish, tight, almost trench coat looking, um, looking robe, um, or uh, uh, uh even like the short stint when he was like a common writer, and that still was kind of dripping. I'm not even gonna lie. But but also just like all of the other characters in Bleach, like uh. uh this shot where you get like all of the different captains and they're all lined up and you have like the big big super captain there in the back like everyone mm. there is like oh oh these are just some of the coolest characters i ever fucking see you have fucking kenpachi who should be the dumbest looking motherfucker because the dude has fucking bells in his hair and he's the f- and he's the raddest motherfucker who ever walked the planet <laughs> like no that's <laughs> Like, uh, like he, he, like, tackles fashion in two different ways and, like, style. On the first way, when we're in, the, like, the mortal plane, when everyone's out of the She-Hawk shows, they're fucking dripping out in, like, the latest styles for the time, like, mid-2000s era shit. Mm. Fucking suits and shit. But, like, when, when, they, when it's time to go and everyone's wearing a She-Hawk show, they still have their own little, like, divots to the style. Like, like you mentioned, Kenpachi has the bells in his hair. Uh... Uh, I was meant Unohana with their fucking hair droopy things like in front of her. Everyone's got like a little bit of different style to them. They, even though they're all wearing the same shit, it's all still their own. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I, I get yeah. you. It, it was the exact same thing that I complimented in in my show and tell of Persona, where it's like everyone has to wear the, the, their school uniforms, so they do small little changes to the uniform to make the individual characters stand out, and it's the exact same thing that they that they do in Bleach. Um, I I think like th- th- yeah, there there's t- like two ways you have to handle style, and Bleach does that like masterfully. Mm-hmm. You either give everyone a very distinct, very like um you know wild out there like powerful outfits that are all their own mm-hmm. or you make everyone wear the same shit but you make them stand out regardless yeah and if you could do that you basically have like a master class in like character design absolutely and i fucking love that so much um you know, go uh take care caesar um uh what was it uh another thing that i pay uh, that Again, all of this just comes from 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 TikTok videos, but there's apparently a, 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 an account that all of it do, all that it does is that it has like a roulette wheel and it shows, and then like every now and again it will land on a character and it will show like them in like a group shot, zoom in on them, and then you will hear them 
like uh, the part from the anime where they released their bankai and uh and every time uh it has been like all quiet and you just hear them like say the name of the bankai and i think like that is such a great way to just like give the bankais that impact that they deserved where it was like you you it, it, the, the the music would like build up to a crescendo quiet bankai and then like the 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 name and then they would do the thing and it would just be like oh shit just got fucking real son <laughs> Like er- everything's like everything is all fine and dandy when you're listening. You are number one, but then when the drop hits, and you hear <laughs> Getsuga Tensha, and then it fucking like crescendos back up. It's like oh god, uh, god bless. I love it. Also, I, I remember I linked you this. I think it was way back in January or something. Where the 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 comparison between the the the, the Japanese voice actor and Johnny Young Bosch, the the English yeah. voice actor, doing uh, Bankai, and uh, as much and as much of a Johnny Young Bosch fanboy that I am, and I will fucking gladly carry that flag. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god! Just the Japanese voice actor, he says it with his fucking chest. <laughs> he he like growls in the middle of it, and it's like. Every friend I have who's red bleach, they're all girls for some reason. Why? And I'm starting to realize why. Mm. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I can't wait. I, I like I'm I'm a little not sad, but I have chosen the bad time to work on Berserk and watch One Piece because that means that there's not much time to read. Bleach, because I need. I have some studying to do, so I can get ready for when a thousand year blood wall drops. Well, you can ask me, and I can just spoil everything for you. Yeah, I, but I, you I, know I, what? I want to experience I, I, it. I, I do want to mention. I, I do want to mention because I've had a theory about this. Hmm. Because I'm, I'm going to be real with you, the thousand year blood war arc was not handled the best way. Because hmm. there are because. This was during the time when uh, Kubo-san was under a lot of duress by his fans. There were just things he just wasn't able to do or expand upon. And that's why things had to be shoved into the light novels. So the manga was kind of a meh experience. At least it was back in the day. I do think that watching the anime is going to expand on a lot of things not in the manga and make things flow a lot better. Yeah. So maybe going in blind might be the best way to do it. But well, I, I, I would still we'll like to 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 get up to where the anime is gonna go. Like not necessarily read a fast near blood war, but just like read up to the point where uh, where the anime can start, and I will know what's going on. You know. Okay. Well, I'm gonna mention this as well. Like you're gonna find out the weird incestuous slurry that he, that Ichigo is, and you're just gonna be like. How does he work? But then you're also going to be pissed. Why are his, his siblings not more fucking badass and prevalent? Hmm. So your favorite Power Ranger was the Black Ranger, as it was Johnny Young Borsch. Yeah, Probably. no, that was that. Yeah, no, he was my favorite too. Oh, there you go. And yes, he. It, it's funny. He was a Black Ranger for a while. Hmm. Uh, I, I also was, I also know that he was in the fucking t- Time Force or something. I don't know. 
I think he, yeah, oh, shit, he was. He was like the Crimson, I think, or like I, the, uh, the, the, one, the second Red Ranger. So, uh, real, qu- real, real quick, I'm going to put my balls out on stream right now. I have not watched that much Power Ranger. I, I, I lived for that shit as a kid when it first came out with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But after that, I, I haven't watched any of it. The only reason why I know this is, is because, hey, funny enough, the uh, Power Ranger fighting game, because uh, you can just hear, oh, that's just Johnny Young Bosch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so funny to me that every uh, that all of the main three of fucking Del May Cry... Uh, Ruben Langdon, um, uh, Johnny Young Bosch, and the dude who plays Virgil, I forget. But all of them are from fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> that shit was like the start for a lot of people. Like, it's amazing. I like the white one. That shit was like my, my jam. I watched like Mighty Morphin up until like, uh, Fuck the Dino Thunder one. Now that I think about it, Jesus, I was a big Power Rangers kid without being so far as I covered my merch in it. But I just loved watching how weirdly intense some of this shit happens. Did, did you, you ever want to see watch a series it? where like? Oh yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Did you ever fucking watch Return of the Ooze? <laughs> yeah, With it's Ivan Ooze. <laughs> it's so cheesy. I'm fucking getting cholesterol intake. But, 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 but so, like, I, I watched that, and, uh, and that was before anime and all of this shit. So when, uh, in that, uh, in that, uh, movie, they, they, uh, level up all of their, their, uh, what are they called? The, the, the mechas? I forget what they call Yeah, they're, the zords. Yeah. Like, they all leveled them up, and I was just, Fucking, uh, you know, I will say, they did my boy dirty. They gave him the frog zord. And, like, <laughs> yeah. The reason was because, like, oh, because frogs are good for kissing. And I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? Give him a real thing. <laughs> like, they were like animal ninjas. Yeah, it was so cool. Uh, it was, it, they were incorporating a lot of bullshit, but they also were just amazing. I love that fucking. Do you guys watch the original Japanese one? Shit gets wild. Uh, yeah, that's true. They say fuck. What? <laughs> it, it it is so fun to go back and watch um uh like Power Rangers now as as you're an adult and you know how the Mighty Morphin thing kind of came to be with them splicing the footage because it's always just like oh yeah we we're here in in LA at this college. Oh no, there is an enemy. Now we're in a fucking desert somewhere. <laughs> it's like, Hang on, let's, huh? let's, let's just go to this quarry real quick. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're like 98% of the fights happen. And now we're all in big suits. Oh yeah. And and uh, my favorite episode of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, bar none, is the one where there's a, a pig or something and like Sordon Costin Downers uh calls to the Rangers like, Oh, you gotta stop him. He's eating all of the world's food and he's eating super fast. He has now eaten like fifty percent of all food on earth. And they find him, and it's just like this this monster that is moving kinda quick, 
but not really. And it's like, oh, he has eaten half of the food on the entire planet, and you can catch up to him with a brisk walk. <laughs> you gotta love, like, the stakes in that shit. Just, yeah. you say something, I ate all the food in the planet. <laughs> Like, you just you're just gonna watch him have a heart attack. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I, I love I love dumb shit. Yeah, me too. Um, as, as like th- there's been a bunch of negative stuff about Power Rangers, mainly pertaining to what is his name, Sorbo or whatever, like the director. Um, uh, it's been a while since I actually paid attention to, like the to the background stuff. But, that, uh, that that no, uh, it it is not important, but. A thing you cannot take away from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That fucking intro, or well, that, that theme song, is still, oh, yeah. to this very day, one of the most fire tracks of anything that was shown on TV. It is up there with the X-Men theme. Uh, and I'm, I'm struggling to think of anything that was, like, as hype. Do you have anything? Honestly, when you mentioned it, like my brain immediately went to like the bridge during the middle of the song, like it just just when you when you have a track where someone just goes fucking crazy on a guitar and it sounds like they're playing two different fucking things at the same time, it's just fucking it fucking hits. It it does. Let's see, OG Transformers theme. English, Dragon Ball, oh yeah, Rock the Dragon, also a fucking yeah. Batman the Enemy Seriously, that one, like that one, is good, but it's not something to just get, like it's not something I'm gonna put on my my playlist when I'm going to the gym. Like I can, like you see YouTubers like pay homage to like the Mighty Morphin theme all the time. It's a fucking rite of passage to get that fucking bridge down yeah. to make yourself all oh now you know this guy's some good shit. But fucking, I'm I'm having trouble thinking because like, no, that's just pretty peak. <laughs> like if, if you're like if you can like play that super fast, super hard, then you you know you're some you got some memorable ass shit. Fucking play, play that track. Uh, oh yeah, okay. 90s Spider-Man animation series film that is also pretty fucking fire. Yeah. But uh, what I was about to say, play the Power Ranger theme when uh, during my funeral. Oh, like we'll we'll get somebody to play the guitar live as we're lowering you into the ground. Like play a a, a sad version of it. <laughs> oh, because if you if you if you play that like the real hype one, I'm just gonna mighty morphin out of the casket. Well, that's the plan. <laughs> I just, I, I just want to see the fist punch out of the thing with the devil horns. Fuck, fuck, just, just henshin out of the, out of death. <laughs> the death, you know, the Death Ranger sounds fucking awesome. It does sound fucking rad. Damn. Fuck it, we're playing the hype version. We're yeah. gonna see if we can resurrect Lassa. But if you guys have any like. 90s to 2000s theme that rock as hard as the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme. 
where can they send those suggestions to, Lhasa? They can send those uh, suggestions to webcastrelief at gmail.com. So if you have any theme where you think that like that you listened to that put hair on your chest as a child and made you want to just fucking go and punch a boulder, where can you send those suggestions to, Cloudy? Uh, you can send those suggestions to webcastrelief at gmail.com. Nice. Okay. So, uh, first one is... I'm going. The first question today comes from uh, Jericho, who sent the question last night, and then we're having some weird troubles where it didn't come out right. But it's here now. We got the question, and he says, "Hey, what the hell is up with Twitter? What's your take on the situation of the site screwing over smaller artists? Because I've noticed the, the tweets. Hold on. I notice that your tweets can't get traction unless you're already popular in a big fandom or something that makes a lot of people horny." Which is perfectly fine if you want to, but not everyone knows up for making stuff like that. Anyway, also shameless plug. Twitter hardly gets anyone outside my regular users, blah, blah, blah. Jericho's open for commissions every single month. And it would be pretty cool if you can order a thing or two, blah, blah, blah. It'd be really cool to get my commissions off the ground. So if you guys want to, if you guys want to look up uh, a really, really good, like, furry artist, head over to Twitter to Beanworks. That's... That's just twitter.com slash B-E-A-N-W-O-R-K-S. Uh, so yeah, question. Uh, how do you feel about Twitter screwing over the peoples with the algorithms and shit? Uh, up till like 20 seconds ago, this was something that I did not know about. <laughs> uh, if, it, it, like, if, if it's true, then f- that's fucking trash. <laughs> like... No, I get it. Like, I kind of had, like, this idea, but this is also just, like, a, you know, just a, it, it's it's just a thing that's been going around all over the internet. You kind of can't expect mass appeal anymore, because everyone's been vying for it, mm. and the way algorithms are always tweaked and adjusted is to, like, you know, combat exploits for people to always amass a bunch of followers. Which means, like, not only are trends different, but also, like, how you obtain those trends become different after a while. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, it's always been as bad as it's been right now. But it's, but to be fair, it's very hard to, like, build an audience if you're a new member. Oh, yeah. Uh, the way I would always give advice for this, granted, I'm not a very popular person myself, but... I would always You're suggest popular to anybody. Oh, Lasse, you're wonderful, man. <laughs> but like, uh, I would always suggest to like anybody looking to get their foot out in art is to do your best not to focus on like mass appeal because that shit not only comes with talent but it also comes with luck. You, it's not only that you have to be good enough to trend; you have to strike at the right moment, which is nearly unpredictable. Because you have to put in a lot of effort to figure out how these trends are riding, when are they going to come. Sometimes you'll just happen when you're making like a shit piece and it goes super viral and suddenly you have com- commissions out your ass. That shit you can't predict, so you just gotta be, just gotta make yourself better. And the best way to do that is to gather like the, the audience that you have, make the shit that you want to make, 
and people will come to you. Mm. When they find you, they will stay with you. Because I think like the biggest trap artists make nowadays, just as a whole, is trying to chase the, you know, the hyper-famous names of yesteryear. Because, let's be real, that's, that's very hard to keep. Mm. And if you're too busy chasing new, new faces, you're going to scorn the people who built you up to begin with. And then you're gonna then you're gonna be back where you started. Like nothing's cringier than saying why does nobody like my art and complaining about notes when you already have like ten thousand followers. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, like, I think it's it's important to remember that it's a marathon, not a sprint. And so you gotta focus on what will make sure that you keep on making art uh, again, just because. Are you doing it because you want to make art, or are you doing it for, for fame and fortune? Um, so, like in the like at its core, do what you want to do, and then I, hopefully people will find you through word of mouth, or you or you know do events together with other artists, do like trade out or something like that. I don't know. No, that's basically it. I always I always um equate it to like starting a garden. You're not you're not gonna have a whole like like feast of food outside your window in like the first month. It's gonna take years to grow, and it's gonna take hard work for it to grow. And the rewards are gonna be very minimal at the start. But the idea is that you keep investing back into yourself, that you give something for more people to follow. Eventually, you'll make it. That is always going to be a fact when you're in the art world. The hard part is not quitting before you get there. It's going to be long, it's going to be slow, and it's going to be hard. That's just what art is. Yeah, that was my take. But but draw some titties, though. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. <laughs> okay, real talk. Like, if, if you're going to fucking go to the NSFW scene... 100% like what the fuck you're drawing. Yeah. If you're a furry artist and you like seeing lewd furries and you want to draw lewd furries, fucking do it. I cannot stress this enough. Do not go into a fetish or anything that you are not equipped to like yourself. Because it doesn't matter how loaded that furry is, it's not worth it if you hate it. Because then they're going to tell you hate the art in the middle of it. And then you're not going to get any more customers that way. If you're going to go into something, go in it because you like it. I I, I remember my my ex, shortly before we, we, we broke up, she was doing furry uh, commissions. Um, and I remember this one specifically because like the original plan was that she was going to help pay the rent with some of the commission money that she got. And I never saw any money. So I was like, hey what are you working on something and apparently she'd been working on some furry art for someone uh who had requested some fetishistic uh nazi furry stuff hmm. and uh that uh basically killed her drive to do art because uh she did not want to do this uh but uh yeah apparently uh Unbeknownst to me, there is a, not a small portion of super right-winged uh, furries 
it is an entire fucking thing that they, that they are Nazi furries. Uh, so oh, that's yeah, the alt furs. The alt furs. <laughs> Gay Nazi furries are a thing. Hot. <laughs> uh, yeah. L- listen, guys. Don't go into porn if you don't want to go into porn. It's okay to say no. Like, just because it doesn't matter how suspiciously wealthy that furry is, if you're not going to enjoy it, you're not going to see any as much of that money as you think you are. Trust me. Don't go into furries if you don't want to go into furries. Don't draw anything you don't want to draw to begin with. Oh man, why did I have to draw genderbent TF art? But I don't want it, but it bay the bills. Fucking listen. Listen. There's no shame in not safe for work. The shame comes if you don't want to draw it in the first place. Like, uh, how do I put this? Um, no one's going to pay for a sad hooker. It's a a saying I heard from somebody (laughs) awful, but it just stuck with me because it makes a lot of sense. You, 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 you never heard that Bloodhound Gang song, The Lap Dance is so much better when the stripper is crying? <laughs> That's a real fucking song, by the way. <laughs> Sometimes they pay extra if you cry. Good to I know. I mean, good to know. But yeah, um, listen... It, not everything's hopeless. It's just everything is fucking hard and difficult. You just gotta go through it. Uh, like I, I wish I can tell you there's like ch- there's secret chips and cheats. Usually those come down to like fucking selling your soul to Bitcoin and like rug pulling a billion people and then getting prosecuted by the FBI. But I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh- uh, as for the whole like state of Twitter, uh, it's interesting. I don't know if you heard, Cloudy, but Elon has bought Twitter. Yeah, I didn't hear about the elongated muskrat buying Twitter until I went to hype up Emily's Kickstarter, which is still going, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, reprint the Emily Re library is still going on. I will put a comment in the description soon. But, yeah, fucking... Uh, I don't know how this is going to really affect anything. Not like people are like, like oh, my, uh, there goes Twitter. And first of all, Twitter's always been a fucking hellhole. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, second of yeah. all, like, I, I, like, from what I have seen of Elon, he's a dude who, who will do something and then quickly grow tired of it. Um, I don't think we have to worry. Watch this come and blow up, uh, blow up in my face later. But I'm like, what is he actually going to do? Uh, he's probably gonna unban a bunch of assholes, but that doesn't mean you can't ban them. I'm like, it's. I mean, if you, if you want to look at it this way, he's by by buying Twitter, he's also endorsing all like the weird pedos and furries that like you know, fuck animals that do not seem to get banned fast enough on that platform. So, if he doesn't do anything about it, you can probably check something off of Epstein's list right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, real quick segue. Speaking of Elon Musk, 
Elon Musk mm. used to date Amber Heard. Speaking of Amber Heard, have you heard all of the shit that's been going on since last time? I've been watching it unfold in the Wild West, and I'm like, it, I, a guy objected to his own fucking question. <laughs> and I'm like, boy, I saw how do the, you do this on air? <laughs> I saw the best tweet, and it was a picture of Amber's lawyer, and the, the, uh, the text to it was just, when you order your legal counsel from Wish. <laughs> That's still, like, the best fucking... Uh. Things are not going great for Amber. Apparently, a professional uh, psychologist has uh, diagnosed her with uh, two different sorts of, um, me- uh, of mental disorders. Uh, said that throughout her review process, she found out that her um, uh, her fucking PTSD... Uh, diagnosis that she put on herself was grossly exaggerated um the cops that had was called uh, w- uh for when uh amber abused uh johnny has uh, stated under oath that her- oh we didn't fucking see anything no bruises no uh destruction of property no distress no nothing um the makeup company that Amber said that she used for to cover up her bruises fucking doubled down and and made a public t- uh, like TikTok video or something where they uh, where they showed that the uh, that the type of makeup that Amber claimed to have used to cover up her bruises wasn't released until a year after they w- split up like this cunt cannot stop lying and it's like i have never seen such a one-sided case in my entire life i i my favorite part about that tiktok was the sounding (laughs) it's 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 the fucking i'm an international super spy from the fucking backyardigans and i'm just sitting here like Wow, they came, they didn't come just for the receipts. They came to snatch your weave too. <laughs> like I I did not pay attention to this very much. I fully admit that I am very slow to these parties. But dear god, I've not I've only seen so hard of a crackdown in fucking Phoenix Wright of all fucking things. Uh, I'm, Just, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting I'm, you to like explode on stage, literally. Yeah, I've been, I've been following this like like a hog just because and i think we talked about this in the last podcast it because this is more than just like oh this star fucked over this star this is about the like amber is setting such a horrible precedent for a whole lot of people and unfortunately her actions are gonna have consequences for a lot of people with this entire thing, she's effectively making it so that we now have to ask questions when people come out about domestic abuse. Obviously, we always had to ask questions, but now even more so. And now that she has been fucking diagnosed with bipolar disorder and uh, uh, the 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 uh, hist- histrionic disorder, uh, 
bipolar disorder. Uh, like now, uh, bipolar people already have a bad rep for being violent, and it needs to be fucking stressed. Just because you're bipolar, just because you're histrionic, it does not mean that you are a violent individual. But now this high-profile case shows that this this insane person has bipolar. And, and it happens to be violent. So now, once again, a bunch of bipolar people all of a sudden have to go, listen, we are not all like this. She's setting such a bad precedence for so many people. She's, she's so up her own ass that she cannot see how many people she's dragging down along with her. It's, it's kind of like the fear that was going around when Chris Chan got, like, you know, mm. did, did the motherfucking. And... When, when like people were genuinely worried that this was going to like set back the rights of trans people by like yeah. decades because people had to come out of the woodwork and say like we are not this kind of person like we just want to exist we're not all psychotic like you know manipulative rapists or shit yeah and i'm just like sitting here like oh god i'm glad they're getting exposed for what they are horrible people yeah it, it was the same time just who it was the same thing when when Kiro got like outed where uh and there's been a lot of talks about how uh the furry community kind of like fosters this sort of environment but when Kiro the wolf got outed for being the creepiest sex widow who to ever walk the earth um they were very quick to go yeah okay okay we have some fucking weirdos in our community. That shit over there? No. No. Did he? No. None of that. No. <laughs> no. We, 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 you are banished from the island. Get the fuck out. And I can't blame them. No. Ah. Kara's at the tip of the iceberg. For, oh, yeah. Like, we didn't need to talk about the guy who, do, who does, like, E621 or for Affinity being, like, also dog fuckers and pedophiles in their own right. Mm-hmm. But, again... Furries is its own trash fire. We already had the discussion where just because you donate money to charity does it, does not negate the fact that people in there are awful and need fucking help. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I, again, uh, I I think uh, I don't recall who it was. Oh, I have an idea, but I'm not gonna like blow them up. But I remember someone on the Discord at one point was like, "Oh." Uh, like they were sharing this news article about like some furry con before the whole corona thing where it's like oh look they're handing uh, they have run out of all of these uh, free std tests that you could have at uh, at uh, at fur cons and i'm like that is treating the symptom not the disease like like yes good on you for doing this but this shouldn't be an issue <laughs> I know who it was, and I'm just sitting here laughing. Just... <sighs> There's got to be a line you're not willing to cross, people. Come no. on. Come on. Um, but do we have another question? This kind of got derailed question. a little bit. <laughs> it got derailed, but what do you expect? We were talking about furries. Mm. But we do have another question from Bonsai, actually. What I think our first fuck? question from him in a while. So he says, hello, fellas. Thought I'd send you my questions for the podcast over mail as well, just so you have everything in one, so one spot proper. 
Choose whatever question suits your fancy. I'd love to hear your takes. And he sent us a couple questions. And he says, uh, before I read them, he says, I hope these questions will make some interesting debate among you during your podcast. Have fun and keep up the great work. Well, thank you, bro. Thanks, bro. All right, first question. <clears throat> With the amount of tropes and storytelling structures, every story has already been told thousands of times over in seemingly every way imaginable. It is a very intimidating thought, especially for starting authors that want to put themselves on the map with something unique. Should artists try to stand out, even for the sake of it, or pursue personal authenticity and why? And I think you all know what my answer is already. Just uh, the second one, pursue personal authenticity. Everything is already done. You can be unique in how you present it. Because that's really the one last limiting factor you have for uniqueness. As long as it's done fucking well, the actual core doesn't fucking matter, in my opinion. Because, mm. again, everything, if everything's already fucking unique, it, nothing is. But what do you think, Alessa? Um, that's a very, very good question, actually. Um, I remember... Uh, and, and I'm going to segue, but I need to, to bring this up to kind of like explain my, my point. Um, I remember linking it because it came out that the 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 dragons in World of Warcraft shared the same type of animation as the one in Guild Wars 2 um, mm -hmm. to like a ludicrous extreme. And so I, I shared that with a friend and my friend said a thing that I have always hated. I think it's such a a easy thing to go to uh but it is that there is only so many ways you can depict x and i am like every time i hear that i i wince a little bit and that is because uh just like uh wants to bring it up every and, and you bring up every story has almost already been told but that does not mean that there's not a different way that you can do it Yes, there's yeah. only so many ways that you can show a dragon fly, but it does not have to be one-to-one -one this fucking exact same way. You can change and tweak a little bit here, uh, and you can do that with everything. My favorite example will always be how you have uh, uh, Sunstone and you have um, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. They are both uh, romances that are using the plot of, uh, uh, of um, BDSM as a narrative device to tell the, the deeper narrative of the, of the story that they're trying to tell, as deep as it can go, in Fifty Shades of Grey, at least. But you cannot look at these two stories and not tell me that, that they are vastly different, despite of this. Just because it's suddenly about BDSM does not mean that Sunstone is not vastly different and vastly superior and much more mature than, than Fifty Shades of Grey is. Just because you want to tell a story about, uh, like, modern... Uh, okay, here's one. Let's say you want to tell a story about youth who have powers, who band, again, uh, band together to fight uh, demons in a modern-day setting. I have, with this, described Bleach and Jujutsu Kaisen. Those were the two that I had in mind when I mentioned this. Mm -hmm. There's probably more, but... Yes, these two lean up against each other in certain ways. Yes, the comparison between these two is pretty like you can you can 
do a uh, like point and go, oh, this is similar, this is similar. But you cannot mm-hmm. sit and tell me that they are the exact same story, and that's because they're being done differently. Definitely. So I think, yeah. Go, uh, go on. No, I think we're definitely in agreement here because, like, I, I know I kind of like glazed over it a little, but like the the idea is that like just because every story at its core has already been told, you can always tell them in a vastly different way. Like, when you do... Because, like, usually when you do it in your own... Because everyone's got their own flavor. And, like, Bleach and Jujutsu Kaisen are, like, perfect about it. Because, like, they're vastly different in how they're told. But if you want to boil it down to brass tacks, they're the fucking same. Yeah. I even mentioned, like, the reason I like Jujutsu Kaisen, it's not because it's breaking the mold or because it's, like, doing... It's everything new. It is just the way I think the word I used was optimal, but it's like the best version of this story I've seen because it does everything the best it can. Yeah. Uh, I'm, like, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm yeah, you can like point out a bunch of things like, like fucking like Yuji, Megumi, and Nobara. They all remind me of Team 7 from Naruto, but I, lovely, but I love their fucking dynamic more than fucking anybody. And even though I've seen it before, they're like the exact same character traits at their core. They're just done so much their own way. I love it. Yeah. So yes. Um, uh, go ahead. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, even uh, Demon Slayer. Um, uh, like I re- read uh, an old manga called Samurai Debuku. It's like, oh, that is also about samurais with su- with special. Uh, samurai uh, sword techniques who defeat uh, demons like it, it, it again you you can take every story and you can boil it down but no one can tell you the the story that you want to tell in the same way that you can and uh i remember uh, my my fantastic friend alice uh, gave me a a chat at one point where it uh it basically breaks down to every point of uh, of literature can be broken into uh, nine different um like categories it is either man versus nature man versus society man versus technology man versus man man versus self man versus reality man versus god man versus no god and man versus awful those are the nine ways. Like you can basically boil any story down to these nine categories, but you, but that just me goes to show that if you can boil everything down to these core components, and we still have so many different stories, then don't worry about like what it can be boiled down to. Tell your story, because again, no one can tell that story in the same way that you can. Of course, if you have like, oh, goes to a school, four different houses, trains magic, then you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Now we're maybe a little bit like too close for comfort. But but still, you can still have like school where you, te- where you teach magic. Yeah, done. Like, yeah, now like the world is your oyster. Go fucking crazy. I keep telling this to fucking everybody. It's all in the execution. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the fuck you're trying to make. Like, the... Trying to pursue, like, this idea of uniqueness is 
foolhardy because again not only has everything already been done but you're also fucking doing it wrong you can super easily do it like you know unique in it as unique as you fucking want you just have to do it your own goddamn way it doesn't matter how much you take from everyone else or how much you what was it there's just like this old fucking saying i can't remember how it is said verbatim but it's like you steal one idea, you're a thief. You steal a thousand ideas, you're a genius. And that's how like artists get as good as they do. They just mm. take everything, and it all becomes this one big incestuous slurry. Yeah. Incestuous yeah. slurry. That's a, that's a thing taken straight out of Homesuck, and it's like my favorite fucking <laughs> term for this shit. Uh, between between like incestuous slur, slurry and... Uh, like jizz cell, like nutted self into ectoplasm. Like you got some, got some real hitters for this week's title. I, uh, I am uh, not gonna put incestuous slurry as the title because uh, that way we're gonna get buried. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Right but, now, I have henshin out of death. Okay, that's pretty cool too. Uh, okay, but yeah. Uh, bottom line. Uh, if if you're gonna worry that much about uniqueness, worry about how you're executing this. Stay as close to your personal authenticity as possible, and you'll find your unique way of telling it. Yeah. The, and I, yeah, the actual chess pieces you're playing with don't fucking matter. It's how you play with them. Yeah, and especially for for bonsai, I can definitely say uh, hand on hand to God and under oath and all that shit that uh, that. Bonsai can basically do whatever the fuck he wants because his art style in itself is gonna like take it to a whole different place than any any other place can do. This man is a fucking mad lad. Like, uh, like, uh, like un like unsponsored shout out. When it comes out, go read Karfka. It's gonna be amazing. I think I've it's seen just Kirka. Snip- Kirka. I, I keep putting an F in there because I keep thinking Kafka. Please read Kirka for the love of God. When it comes out. Cause I saw little snippets. He's shown me ideas. It's this is gonna be the next big fucking thing. Yeah, if he, if, if, if if he keeps up what he's done thus far, this could actually be like one of the big ones. Like I, I mean this with no hyperbole. He he is a, he is uh, one of my patrons, so like I am kind of sort of maybe sponsored by him. But mm-hmm. even if I wasn't. Still, my 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 opinion still stands. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not getting paid by him, so I can be a show <laughs> as much as I want. He's fucking amazing. Kirk is gonna be the next big fucking shit, and I promise you, you won't be disappointed. He doesn't have to worry about this. I swear. Yeah. But yeah, um, just follow your voice. It's yeah. gonna work. Don't worry about it. Second question. Since independent comic creators gain more and more popularity, particularly with going through crowdfunding and raising relevance with webcomics and manhwa, what do you think authors and maybe publishers would have to concentrate on more to become a more prominent media presence compared to classic publishers such as Marvel, DC? So basically you're asking, what what do like indies have to do to overtake the big the big house publishers? Um. And Okay, I, I, I have one. Okay, you go. You okay. Uh, so, um, I've had to explain to a bunch of new colleagues what it is that I do. And they've been, and, um, and I've mentioned that I'm a YouTuber. And a lot of these people have asked, like, what it is that I cover. And when I mention webcomics, they will sometimes ask, why? 
like why not like publish comics and uh it, it's 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 one of those things where it, there's a little bit of, of different things like uh, half of it is because like i started uh, i i had a foot in making my own web comics and it was because that there was not um like any other who 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 covered web comics when i started but as it has like gone on it has become more that uh because web comics are unfiltered uh, typically when you have like a a published comic with dc or marvel or something as far as i understand there's typically a publisher who will every now and again point on a thing and go no no you, no that's not gonna happen um i think if you want to truly make it indie i think you should use that to your advantage not necessarily like fucking depict all a bunch of sensitive subjects that would normally get banned from a comic, but use the fact that you can tell this story entirely as you want without having to go through any red tape. If there's, because if, if you if you just like do something that would end up in Marvel, it's gonna get overshadowed by the stuff that isn't Marvel. Mm-hmm. So that that that's that's my opinion at least. So, this kind of ties back to what I was talking about when Jericho asked about Twitter. And I do think, like, the best thing indies can do is to cultivate the audience they already have and to nurture it as much as possible. Mm. The thing with, um, the thing with, like, wide market success is that you're always going to have to conform to what the, to what the sales are going to. Um, I've, I've, I've I did research in like what it takes to be like an art artist and a lot of things like boil down to you need to chase the profit, you need to keep the lights on, and you need to make what sells. Cause it's not because all like what what everything at the end of the day, uh, a comic when it's printed, it's a commodity. It's a thing you trade for goods and services. And these stories, whether you think they're amazing or paltry or whether they're good or they're bad, it's doesn't matter because its primary purpose is to be sold and to be read. It's not meant to be ingested, and that's not to say that the that like Mar- that there are authors in Marvel who actually, you know, they don't obviously give a shit about what they're doing. They, you still can get like amazing stories out of comics. I don't read any, so I can't think of any to quote. But I do think that if you're if you're in a big house publisher, like you said, you have to go through red tape. The thing with indie culture and the things with like webcomics in general, it's a very niche zone that you can just do whatever the fuck, and odds are you're going to find somebody to support you. Uh, things like uh, like Lensin and uh, Webtoon have done Tapass as well. They would offer these places to be for all these like comic collectives to come in and to share them around. And they're like because they're like the middleman for all this, they're kind of like reaping up all the profits by sheer numbers. But if you want to be like an indie creator, the idea you want to be is be as the best yourself that you can fucking be. Have like the best, most core audience you have that are loyal, and basically just expand from there. Because the thing with art that I tend to find is like the more dedicated your core base is, the more people are going to be drawn towards it. 
like my favorite things when they have to do with like certain communities and fandoms are the people surrounding it and the and that's how you get something big that's why fucking kingdom hearts still has fucking money coming in on the table you can point out how bad the story is but fuckers love it to death to keep it alive at the end of the day the ones who are paying your paycheck buying your comics keeping your ass fed are the people who are reading it keep them happy more of them will come and they'll be happy the more you'll be supportive try not to aim for like i mean obviously the, it's you know what the saying go for the stars go like aim for the stars go fucking go as high as you can but Aim for the moon, and if you miss, then you're at least going to end up between the stars. It's, it's yeah, basically. Yeah, that's, that's basically it. But don't try to, like, set yourself to that standard, because you're only going to find grief. Make I, the best product that you can for you. I think that if you want an example of of this, uh, and of course I'm going to, like, default to video games, because that's where I have most experience, but... Like, you can look at, at video games such as Undertale. Now, Undertale has been mean to hell and back, but you cannot deny that it has made a fucking cultural impact on video game history as a whole. Mm-hmm. You would not have gotten Undertale from a AAA publisher. Undertale was no. so undeniably its own. Well, it, it was basically just a, a, a one fucking huge ass long mod to 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 uh, Earthbound, <laughs> but yeah. but still, like it it is so much of its own in terms of its presentation and the the stuff that it would do with the with the fourth wall breaks and all of the little hidden lore and stuff. Whereas at the norm at the time for video games was basically just like give like uh, spoon feed your audience because your audience is dumb. Give them cool Mac big man that we can like franchise out and instead of just make it a, a weird looking character that looks like a lamp what do you mean mm-hmm. this uh, this uh these two skeletons are named after a font and what do you mean that one of them's main characteristic is that he likes making pasta like there, there was a, a ton of things in this game that that if you had gone through the mainstream it would never have happened but the reason why Undertale made such a cultural splash is because it was 100% its own thing and it did what it wanted to do. Normal uh, conventions and stuff, be damned. Fuck it. It wanted to be like its own thing, which ties neatly into the topic that we were talking about before the second question here, which is just like be yourself. And and that, and because it was so different, because it was so unique and still in- incredibly competent, it made this massive impact. And you can also look at other indie games that has done the same thing. Super Meat Boy, Braid. All of these things just focused on what they were good at, not necessarily what was popular, not necessarily what other popular publishers wanted. They just made the things that they figured were were good and then an uncatered audience started picking it up and spread it to the people who were catered to, but found out, wait, I haven't had chocolate in fucking millennia. Oh my god. And I, you know, Undertale's like the best fucking example of this, because like, it, it, it's like the best example of what we're talking about, where at its core, 
It's a fucking mod for Earthbound. Yeah. You can't get more derivative than that. But at the same time, it is so much its own thing because Toby did whatever the fuck he wanted. And did so competently. It needs to be stressed. You're not just going to get fame just for being different. You need to also do it good. Yes. Like, I'm not going to do a bonitis here where I say, oh yeah, you're going to be great as long as you try. No, fucking study this shit. Try and be good. Yeah. But at the same time, you're also just going to not... You know, what's the word? It's like, you're not going to get anywhere if you're just a try hard. Like, don't just strive for the most uniquest of unique ideas like i haven't i can't think of anything this idea matches so i'll surely get people's attention and it turns out to be a shit story yeah oh, okay it it has to work bottom line yeah. bottom uh, line just it really does like you know follow your sense of individuality it's indie comics individual lean into that like your fucking brook at 45 degree angles <laughs> That's a reference you'll get when you meet Brooke. Okay. <laughs> uh, a lot of people tend to draw the line on different kinds of sensitive contents and storytelling. Taking audience considerations such as age or mental health out of the equation, is there a proverbial line an author is not allowed to cross on subject matters? Is it an objective line, as in you must not cross it? Or is it a matter of how the subject are handled and why? There, there's not an objective line, that's for sure. Yeah, there's not an objective line, but I do definitely lean on the side of it, it does depend on how it's handled. Yeah. Okay, here's my here's my favorite example of yikes uh, in in history, um, where uh, so do you remember fucking uh, Full Metal Alchemist, the Not Brotherhood one? Uh, yes. Do you remember, do you remember, like, what happens towards the end, like, before, you know, Edward dies and we have the whole isekai thing? Where, where Rose is... Yeah, that's where I was going to, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Rose, yeah, she uh, got, um... She, she, she was, um... An unwilling participant in uh, an orgy. <laughs> Yeah, forced by a soldier to the point where she became a mute and was very protective of the child that came from said unwilling participant moment. Oh. The Not Brotherhood, what is a furry bird series? I don't know what she said, but I hate it, Caesar. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, that's like an example of... Yikes. I don't think that it was really the best way to have handled. I wouldn't have told them not to go that way, but at the same time, it's just... uh, You're not going to have an example until it's done. So, Uh, by all means, there could be a good example, but that wasn't it. Casca? Casca. Yeah, Casca's actually the good one. Now that I think of it. I mean, like... You talk about Casca. I, t- I talked about the bad example. Okay. Uh, so, um, okay, I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to get into what my opinion on the med- uh, on the topic was. So, Casca, while, while not a perfect example, 
Because there is still a whole bunch of... Like, at, 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 to begin with, there's a whole bunch of... of uh, of uh, of of Casca's unwilling participation, that um, that just is like, how does this affect guts? Which is like, how about we focus a little bit about how it focuses and how it it impacts Casca? How about that? Um, yeah. But but everything in Berserk up to that point had really nailed home how this is dark medieval times. Guess what? People didn't have a Game Boy. So when they were bored, hey, there's a female, and we are not going to get persecuted by law for raping anyone. So there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of, like, people who who just want to have the sex, whether other people want it or not. And that is fitting for both the time and the tone. And it has kept this time and tone throughout the entire comic. So when the big, the big rape happens, uh, <laughs> it, it, it fits. Because the, the tone has been set. Whereas in Formula Alchemist, yes, there is some war. There is some uh, human... Uh, experimentation and stuff, but everything is kind of handled with a little sprinkle of haha anime. Um, yeah. Like, ah, oh, fucking Edward is still gonna flip out when you call him tiny, and uh, haha, uh, Alphonse is still a child, and so he likes the birdie. Like, you know, fu- funny, wholesome stuff like that. And it, and that is the primary tone throughout the 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 anime, uh, and then all of a sudden we skip from maybe a six to an eleven, <laughs> like it, yeah. we're way out there, and that's why I, I can imagine a lot of people have an issue with that. It's the same reason why I had an issue with Made in Abyss when it suddenly became whatever the fuck it turned into because at first. It's very, you know, like, ha small little kids on a wacky adventure, all yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden, fucking murder porn. Yeah. Just, uh, uh... There's definitely not a, a, a concrete uh, objective line. And, it, there, and that's because there will always be people who have different thresholds of which this, when this stuff starts affecting them. Me mm-hmm. covering Christian... Uh, I call Chris by her legal name and her legal gender. That should be very objective, the thing that you do. But people still have subjective opinions about the matter, whether or not her transition is valid or not, because she is a disturbed individual. And, and, and whether or not uh, they should respect her pronouns when she is a terrible person. Like, there was all these different subjective things that influenced these things. So you're never going to find an objective thing. So the best thing you can do when you want to handle things that are off-kilter or uh, mature or something that may disturb some uh, or, or trigger some people, the best thing you can do is handle it with the care and agency that it deserves and that you... Uh, and that it does not just come as a a a a shock thing um Linkara covered a, a comic at one point where a villain raped wonder woman 
This mm. is in a in a fucking comic book series where uh, I don't even think that at that point they had shown like a lot of blood or anything. And then all of a sudden, hey, wait, um, mm. that's not great. <laughs> Uh, but again, in Berserk, it fits because it has set that tone up the entire time, and it's it it's not great. It there's uh, I will uh, I will not sit here and say that there aren't times in Berserk where it doesn't go a little overboard with it, but mm-hmm. it fits the the tone, the setting, and the time. So when it then goes to the uh, uh, most extreme part of that where it happens in front of the protagonist while keeping fucking eye contact with what he thought was his best friend the building blocks have been set up to build as a foundation to then like sustain the weight of of this scene a certain scene with a certain horse springs to mind no I, I think you kind of said this fucking perfectly it, it it does it does definitely follow on how it's sub how it's handled and where it's being told because real, real quick it, it, it's, s- it's heavily dependent on what comes before mm-hmm. and what comes after mm-hmm. yeah go on uh I, I think like berserk is like the best fucking example of this because fucking <laughs> when it, it it all depends on like if 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 this is like the place for it, and sometimes you have to make the place for it for it to be fair. Mm. There is here's like a oh well, you're gonna love this one because fucking it's gonna involve your your least favorite cartoon series Steven Universe, where it is the also a great example of how not to handle these sub sensitive subjects because there is a because during the time when that came out. Like, you know, they set the tone for, like, having discussion about, like, you know, sexuality, identity, all those things. And for the, for the, for the show's credit, they handled that very well. Hmm. What they didn't handle was all the genocide they were talking about. Uh, sorry, what? Yeah, there's a big, there's a huge plot point about, like, genocides and how, like, Stephen's, like, gem parents are, like, basically super Hitlers. And he just forgives them. Oh, yeah. yeah so um honestly if they just stayed more on the sexuality stuff and not go into the genocide plot line it would have been a way better show genocide path. But, yeah <laughs> genocide path it's it's one of those things where like the tone for steven universe did not handle it at all you can tell they wanted to say something but they fucked it up so hard from the get-go that it wouldn't have worked to begin with Mm. If you're gonna if you're gonna tackle a subject, you have to handle it with care, or at the very bottom line, you have to like set it up where it can be discussed in a way that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it 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 definitely also needs to be said that you shouldn't shy away from dealing with. Uh, t- like hard topics or uh, themes or anything like that. Uh, I think there's a lot of people who just choose to. Oh, I want to talk about this, but I d- uh, but I don't want to be yelled at or or, or anything. 
I still think that we need to have these talks. Uh, like, if you ever watched The Hunt with Mads Mikkelsen, it's a Danish movie, I can only recommend it. That movie is about a, a, a kindergarten teacher who people think raped a child uh, because of something the child says. And it then becomes like uh, how pe- the people mistreat Mess. Uh, because they think that he he's a child rapist, and and uh, it it is a fantastic fucking movie because like he is innocent and we know that he is innocent, but you can you can a hundred percent respect and understand where some of these people come from, and mm-hmm. it just uh, and and I think that is an amazing movie. It is tackling one of the darkest heaviest themes in the world, but I would not want a world where this movie does not exist because it is it like it's it's the exact same thing when people try and explain what a pedophile actually is because a pedophile is from a certain age group and then there's like all these other things for like different age groups but you cannot discuss that without sounding like a pedophile uh yeah so so, uh i definitely feel that there are uh, that that you if you want to tackle a subject, you should absolutely tackle a subject. Just have your homework in order, basically. Yeah. I think, like, the way we're getting, we're, we're just talking about this, there is, like, when it comes to sensitive contents, the the main goal is that you treat it with the respect it fucking deserves. Yeah. Like, don't. Don't just toss it in for shock value. Don't half-ass it when you're trying to bring it up. And, like, don't just... Honestly, do it well. If you're going to have it, have it for a reason. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I, 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 I just had a flashback to that, fu- to that person in the, uh, in, our, in the server who tried to argue the semantics about, like, mind control being rape. And I'm like, okay, don't put that in your story. You are not mature enough for this. Yeah. If you cannot see why some people would have an issue with uh, with someone having sex with someone while being mind controlled, then you are not mature enough to handle the subject. Like, here, here here's here's the thing. If you, if you really want to do that, just, just make a fucking... Just write it as a fucking porno, because yeah. that's what you want to do. If you're gonna give it any sense of gravitas or maturity, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> like, also, absolutely, yeah. just like talk with people not necessarily in your friend group or, or about these subjects. Get an idea of where other people's stances are, because like I can sit and I can talk with. Uh, with you, Claudia, and and we can mm. both agree that Maiden Abyss is fucking trash, but mm. um, but I'm not never gonna find out what other people are thinking about this anime if I'm not also reaching out to people who are not in the zone where. And I will admit that I know that certain of these people exist who will hate the thing that I dislike just because they look up you. to me or something, and or I'm influential in in some shape or form. So. Absolutely, like if you're dealing with these heavy topics, uh, or themes or something, talk with someone that will not just like agree with you just because you're their friend. Talk with someone who will actually like maybe is on the other side of the fence and actually listen to them uh, and get an idea of this. Because 
I was of the opinion when I was making the Chris Jan documentary. Oh, I'm just gonna call her Chris. Um, or maybe I'm gonna copy Gina Samuel and I'm gonna call her Chris until I reach uh, until she transitions in the timeline. Then I'm gonna call her Christine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, I talk with people who are on the other side of this fence, uh, transgender people, who would then go, actually, it would be better form if you address her as Christine from the in- from the get-go. And so, and so, like, I gathered that information from there. I did my homework. Now, again, there's not an objective line, so people are going to disagree with the, the fact that I did that, but I would never have had that insight if I didn't ask people outside of like the normal zone that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Jake Curzon is the greatest tool any creator could ever hit get their hands on. And no, that's honestly like perfectly said. Hmm. Like the the best advice you can give is just like get a different perspective, especially if you're going to touch on a sensitive subject. Because at the end of the day, everyone has like a different line for what can and can't be crossed or what how or how they should fucking tackle it. Yeah. But no matter what you do, you have to give it, you have to give it like the mature, responsible way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. uh, so, so I think that I, I can close off the, the questions for today, unless there's more, because there is, a, there is one last one. Yeah, or do you want to save it for next week is the question. Let, let's save it for next week. Cause we, we're dragging. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Cause so, like the last one we can make a really big discussion out of is so I'm excited. Okay, so we'll uh, put a pin in that, and then we'll cover it next week. Um, okay. Because uh, uh, I, I had a perfect segue. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of lost it, so I'm going to try and see if I can pick it back up. Uh, d- so uh, just like you shouldn't have any uh, heavy topics in your comic just to, to have the heavy topics in your uh, just for the sake of it, yeah, and you actually need to fucking deal with the things. You need to put thought into it. Don't and not just have it in there just to get a pop off of people. In the same way, don't put Final Fantasy levels in your Strangers of Paradise just to get a pop off of people. Take care till next time. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs>